Hello, and welcome to the Inside Health Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Keyes. I know it's been a while since we did one of these, and we appreciate your patience through it all, but we're definitely excited about this episode, so thank you all for tuning in. Growing up, one movie series I remember watching was the Back to the Future trilogy. Of course, the most commonly aired one of the three is the first one, but the one that never seems to get airtime is the second one, and that's where Marty and Doc actually travel to the future, which coincidentally is the year 2015. And while that was technically six years ago, and we don't have any flying cars or instant grow take-home pizza, we do have hoverboards, although to my disappointment, they actually have wheels. We also have robots. Maybe not in the same capacity as depicted in the film, no, but what is refreshing to see is that we have put our collective brain power together to create not just any robots, but robots that can assist surgeons for minimally invasive surgeries. Of course, I'm talking about the Da Vinci robot, and today my guest, Dr. Brian Parent, is here to discuss the newly acquired surgical system for St. Joseph Health and how it can have a positive impact for minimally invasive surgeries. Dr. Brian Parent received his medical degree from Texas A&M Health Science Center College of Medicine and has been in practice for 15 years. He is part of the St. Joseph Medical Group, which is a network of multidisciplinary healthcare providers conveniently located throughout the greater Bryan and College Station areas. Dr. Parent specializes in weight loss and bariatric surgery and works at CHI St. Joseph Health General Surgery, BSG, and is dedicated to delivering high-quality, compassionate care to Bryan and nearby communities. Dr. Parent... Thank you for being here and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, um, I hope you appreciate my back to the future introduction there. Uh, I have to be honest that prior to doing some of the research and learning a little bit about this Da Vinci robot surgical system that I had no idea that it was a thing. So that's pretty cool. It is very cool. You know, I mean, we we grew up seeing robots start to do things in the movies and we're, we're, we're getting we're, we're working towards that. We really are. And robotic surgery is very similar. Yeah, so hopefully we can we can shed some light on just how helpful and beneficial this can be to your team and to your patients. So uh, let's dive in, shall we? Yes, let's do it. Well, firstly, I think we should uh, kind of describe, I guess, exactly what it is you do for CHI St. Joseph and also, you know, what general role the Da Vinci robot plays in that for you. Well, I'm an advanced laparoscopic surgeon, so, you know, my my main area of, of concern is the ab- abdominal cavity and, and, and doing things that surgeons do inside the abdomen, uh, whether it be the intestine, the colon, the stomach, as well as weight loss surgery. And so in, in doing advanced laparoscopy, you know, surgery through small incisions, uh, robot is a natural progression and natural evolution to do these kind of surgeries even better. Yeah, certainly. You know, earlier I mentioned minimally invasive surgeries and how kind of the Da Vinci robot can assist with that. I guess we should probably also define what does minimally invasive mean, and can you give some examples of those types of surgeries? Minimally invasive surgery just means doing surgeries that we traditionally did with big incisions, with smaller incisions, uh, multiple small incisions, with the same outcome, with the same effect on the disease process. Um, And the minimally invasive surgery always leads to improved outcomes, whether it be, you know, decreased pain after surgery, faster return to work, faster return to activity. So everything that we do inside the abdomen, you know, right now there's this progression towards making it more and more minimally invasive. Sure. Can you give me a, a couple examples of those types of surgeries? Well, probably the, the easiest one is, is colon surgery, doing, uh, removing colon for cancer, for perforations. And, and, and those, those surgeries traditionally were done with large incisions and patients were in the hospital for seven to 10 days 
patients weren't able to eat because their intestines were sleepy for four to five days. And those patients were, were, had large incisions that were prone to infection. Those patients were off work for three months. And a lot of those patients had pain that lasted even, even beyond that. So, so, you know, certainly these are procedures that people had to have done in the past for whatever pathology that they had, like cancer potentially, but certainly, you know, a lot of sacrifice on the front end to do that and quite a lot of pain and suffering in that, in that first month or two afterwards. So I mentioned a colon resection. So we do those laparoscopic now and, 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 and in laparoscopic robotic. And so you're talking about a two night stay in the hospital instead of a seven to 10 day hospitalization. You're talking about resuming diet within 48 hours as opposed to four to five days. You're home, you're driving your own car within three to four days. You're taking a shower the next day after surgery and maybe back at work in two weeks instead of three months. So we, we get people back to doing what they want to do. We get them back to their life faster and the outcomes are better. The outcomes for the disease process for less complications, just much improved. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was my next question is, you know, what are some of the key benefits of a minimally invasive surgery? And it, it seems like it's more than just even just the time away from work or the time inside of a hospital or just the recovery time in general. It's also the outcomes as well, which is that's good to see. That's good to hear. Can you kind of give me some insight then on how does a Da Vinci robot make that even uh, less invasive? Well, the Da Vinci helps us to, for one thing, it helps us to do these laparoscopic procedures with better outcomes. Maybe the evolution of doing open surgery to laparoscopic surgery, we met some resistance. There were certain procedures that were just too complex to do regular laparoscopic, only because regular laparoscopic instruments don't have wrists, they don't have elbows. Um, they take up a lot of space inside the abdomen. Uh, there are certain things that they just can't do to, to mirror the open procedure. Robotics really has, has, the, has, has improved that in, in terms of, you know, it's almost like I have little hands inside the abdomen. And so I'm doing the open procedure through those small incisions and it gives the surgeon full control. I have control over where I'm looking. Um, I have control over all the instruments you know, we only have two hands. And so when we're the surgeon at the bedside, we've only, we can only be holding on to two things at once. But with the robot, it allows me to, um, to, to change between certain instruments. I can have four things in the abdomen at the wow. same time, kind of control, controlling all of those off and on. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't realize that. I, I guess it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a Marvel uh, Universe fan. I don't know if you are or not, but it's kind of the opposite of the Hulkbuster suit for Iron Man. You know, Iron Man has a Hulkbuster suit and he controls a suit that's a lot bigger around him, but it sounds like this robot makes it much more precise and controlled and then even multiple instruments in a much smaller, compact area. That's, that's pretty interesting. It's really cool. So, uh, you know, now what types of surgeries are best suited for and performed by the surgeon with the Da Vinci robot? So some of the procedures we do, like I mentioned before, you're doing these minimally invasive, like removing parts of the colon and things like that. But then there are also procedures that we also do. We already do laparoscopic that maybe the outcomes are similar, but there's just less pain. So, you know, like removing a gallbladder, we can remove a gallbladder regular laparoscopic. And that's one of the more common procedures that, that general surgeons do because we see so many patients who have gallbladder issues across the nation. But with the robot, maybe we can even do that a little bit better. Maybe the robot arms don't torque and move the abdomen as much when you're, when you're inside the abdomen. So that leads to less post-op pain. 
uh, an, a hernia repair, which is a common thing in, in middle to late age people, um, a hernia repair, doing it with an incision versus doing it with the robot. You know, the robot actually allows us to do it laparoscopic. We couldn't do inguinal hernias laparoscopic. It was just too difficult to, you, you're sewing in mesh. That's very difficult to do regular laparoscopic. But again, with the robot having almost little hands, it's like I'm, I'm able to sew that with much better precision, allowing us to do something like a hernia repair laparoscopic, which, which, which leads to, to much improvement in terms of your post-op pain. You know, you're still off work for a week or two. Your incisions are the same. They're still small incisions, but just much less pain associated with that procedure. Certainly. Well, let's say that, you know, after listening to this, you know, a listener is interested in getting maybe an elective procedure, you know, can patients request surgery to be performed by the robot? So I think you have to do your research on who your surgeon is. Um, and that's easy to do these days. I think that there are, there are robot surgeons and advanced laparoscop- laparoscopic surgeons everywhere. There are some surgeons who don't do a a lot of laparoscopic surgery, don't do a lot of robotic surgery. So I think it really helps as as you, the patient, to to do your research before, because you may you may end up seeing a surgeon who who doesn't do a lot of that kind of surgery, and 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 that and that surgeon's probably going to minimize the benefits. Definitely, and you know, kind of to that point of what you're saying of doing your research, and you know, after seeing some some pictures of the robot and, and really just how intricate and, and precise that it can be, do surgeons need to go through a specific training to be able to use it? They do. I think that, you know, first and foremost, most of us, most of us, I don't want to say younger anymore necessarily, because I've been in practice 15 years, but, you know, most, most uh, surgeons who were trained after, you know, after the nineties, early two thousands have done a lot of laparoscopy in the past. And I think that the very basis for, for doing robotic surgeries, you have to be very good and advanced at laparoscopic surgery, knowing what your limitations are, limiting, limiting complications. And really the robot just allows us to do, to do that better. When you put the robot in an advanced laparoscopic surgeon's hands, they can do their advanced laparoscopic surgery even better. There is a lot of training on the robot side, just learning how to manipulate the controls and things. You don't do a a fellowship necessarily in robot surgery. You do fellowship in laparoscopic surgery, and and robotics now is a a big part of that. Yeah, I think that was kind of a question that probably a lot of people are thinking is, do you think that this is or do you feel this will be? the future of minimally invasive surgery? I do. I think that uh, with our newest technology, the XI robot, the sky is the limit. I think that uh, you, you now have placed this tool in the hands of the, of the abdominal surgeon that, that has an infinite amount of possibilities in terms of what they're doing. I, just the technology advancement in the last 10 years associated with the robot is, is striking. You know, these are procedures that 10 years ago, no one would ever have, have thought about doing even minimally invasive. And now the robot's allowing us to do that. And, and really, you know, 10 years from now, it'll be even better. You know, they have, they have I've seen videos of, of technology where it's just one small incision that uh, you make in someone's, say, belly button, buried at the bottom of their belly button. And through that one incision come four hands, basically. It goes in, Jeez. spreads out inside the abdomen. And then you can do these surgeries. So, you know, right now, every instrument needs its own small little incision. But in the future, it's not going to be like that. I mean, it's going to be an amazing evolution in the technology. And, and you can't, you know, we can't do that when we're standing at the bedside. There has to be some sort of, of robotic technology to allow us to, 
to manage that, you know, almost kind of via remote control, which is what robot allows us to do. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm, that's great to hear. You know, you kind of mentioned before about the recovery and uh, being much different than compared to even standard surgery or, or certainly even laparoscopic surgery as well. Could you kind of give a general, you know, what does the recovery from this surgery or this type of surgery look like as opposed to regular laparoscopic or even traditional surgery? Uh, I guess maybe in like percentages, it's going to be this much easier, or this percent easier to recover. Oh, I'll say that, you know, in general, open surgery, patients are in the hospital for at least a few days, uh, just from a pain standpoint, and not wanting to move, not, not wanting to be to, to ambulate, to walk in the hall and do things like that, not wanting to go home and even be able to take care of themselves. And so, you know, uh, robot advanced laparoscopy, we're, we're getting patients out of bed when they after surgery, same day, and they're going home to take care of themselves the day after surgery. So, you know, that's a big, that's a big change. You can't fake pain. And, and if right. you're in a lot of pain, it's hard to, it's hard to do the thing that you need to do. But, you know, if we can make those pain scores lower with, with robot uh, laparoscopic surgeries, you know, we can get you back to doing what you want to do faster. So, you know, when I see a robot patient back two weeks after surgery, even something as significant as removing part of their colon, you know, they're, they're, they come in fully dressed, they're ready to go back to work, as opposed to making incisions. You know, we're, we're, you're talking about four to six weeks, you're talking about patients come in in two weeks, and they're in their pajamas, right. um, not ready to go by, by any means. And, you know, traditional laparoscopic surgery for things like colon removals, you still had to make a bigger incision at some point, you had to you had to do part of it. It was kind of a hybrid laparoscopic versus open procedure. So, you know, with the robot, we can do that fully laparoscopic, fully robotic, and, and the pain improvement is just is significant. You know, um, one question that I didn't quite have written down here, but I, I'd, I'd like to kind of uh, send your way is, you know, with less pain, that probably also means uh, less pain meds. And no one really likes being on pain meds. And also the, you know, the, uh, the potential for being dependent on those pain meds. Uh, so I think that's probably something that would be certainly a secondary uh, outcome that's probably is really great for a lot of people. No, absolutely. Most programs now do what's called ERAS or advanced enhanced recovery after surgery. And we have these protocols to where we do things before, during and after surgery to lower pain scores, because absolutely we want to, we want to keep patients off of pain medicine. We don't want patients to become dependent on pain medicine. It turns out that we as surgeons have, have contributed to that traditionally because, you know, we don't want our patients to hurt. We don't, we're, we're sending patients home with you know, 60 pain pills, like I was trained to do when I was a resident, mm -hmm. you know, now we're sending patients home with five to 10 uh, pain pills. And most of our patients don't take them for more than about 48 hours. Wow. You know, we can even send patients home who, who were traditionally on narcotics, we can send them home on just over the counter anti-inflammatories. And so a big part of our, of our practice and doing these procedures and doing them, the minimally invasive is to is to, to do other things to kind of help with the, that recovery in, in terms of pain scores being lower. Certainly. You know, we've talked a lot about recovery. We've talked a lot about pain. Uh, what is the biggest impact you have seen for your patients when using the DaVinci robot uh, to perform their procedures that uh, wouldn't be about uh, recovery or pain? Less complications. You know, I think that you're talking about more highly trained surgeons, uh, you're talking about patients maybe doing more research beforehand. You know, so much of what we do now is under the microscope. Uh, we do we police each other a little bit more. Uh, there's a lot more 
science behind complications from presenting, preventing those complications, because that goes right along with the benefits of, of doing these procedures robotic is that traditionally maybe doing open surgery had less complications of, you know, saying your hookup on the colon that I do after I remove part of your colon, you know, if that leaks, that makes you very sick. When, when they first started doing those procedures laparoscopic, well, sure, they had laparoscopic benefits, but maybe uh, maybe the complication rate was a little higher. There wasn't a lot of good data on that necessarily. So I think in the days of, of robot training and, and robot coming to the forefront, you know, we are returning to more strict control over complications and following our outcomes and watching those very closely. We, we have to do that as a specialty to show how beneficial this technology is. And that leads to more access for us, the general surgeon, to the technology by showing improved outcomes. And so I, you know, I would, without a doubt, lower complications of these procedures being done by the right surgeon and with the right decision-making and not sacrificing, you know, ultimate outcomes um, just to do them laparoscopic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with a, a lower complication rate, with a lower or with a better recovery rate, and just in general, I think a, a probably a more efficient uh, surgery for people. Uh, that seems like a great idea, and that's kind of why I asked earlier if could someone request it. And I know that you know certainly you said people can do their research. Uh, is there any circumstance where maybe the Da Vinci robot you know isn't an option, but uh, you know some some skilled hands like someone from yourself like yourself uh, could still perform a procedure for a patient? I think so. I, you know, I think that um, we always strive to do the most minimally invasive surgery we can do on a patient w- within reason in terms of patient safety. And, you know, the reality is there just are certain patients that, that can't have these procedures done minimally invasive, maybe because of prior surgery, mm. um, maybe be- because of their medical comorbidities. And so we, we always have to do the safest procedure. We, you know, ultimately the outcome is the most important thing the outcome for the disease process and, and the lowest complication rate possible. So, you know, maybe when you're talking about cancer type surgeries, some cancers just aren't amenable to, to doing with the small incisions. Maybe the cancer is uh, too large to remove laparoscopic. So we still do have our limits, but as the, as the technology gets more advanced, those number of patients continue to go down. Very good. That's great. Good news. Well, my last question for you, Dr. Parent, is going to stick with the theme of the Back to the Future series, and we're going to do a three-question little quiz to test your Back to the Future knowledge. What do you say? I guess I'm game for it. <laughs> All right, they're going to progressively get harder. So the first one, what type of car was used in the movies to create Doc's time machine? DeLorean. Okay. What was the name of Doc's dog in the movie? Famous physicist from like the 40s and 50s. That's your hint. Einstein? Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. This one's the hardest. Um, what was the time in the clock when the lightning struck the tower? It was 10 something, right? You're so close. 10.04 p.m. I'll give, it, I'll give it to you. It's four minutes. 10.04. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. I had to look up the last one there. (laughs) Yeah. 
uh, well, thank you for participating in you know the fun part here at the end, and really thank you for coming in to talk to us about this and kind of educating uh, everyone here about it because it, it's different and it's you know I'm not sure exactly when the Da Vinci robot was first used, but for it to start getting used widely and for um, you know our hospitals to be able to have the opportunity to give that to patients, that kind of service to patients, is really great. And so I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to do that. And you know before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say? No, that was great. I appreciate the opportunity. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you again. And as always, thank you listeners for tuning in and we will see you next time. All right. Thanks. Bye.